This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so good. We are on a series this month on Jesus Is. Amen? And we're talking about Jesus, and it's all leading up to uh, Easter time, and, and it's all about Jesus, isn't it? Amen. And I'm telling you, Jesus is the answer, amen? amen? And he's the answer to every problem, every human need. Let's look at our, our foundational scripture that we've been going with all month. It's in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 and 2. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul, and he's ministering. He says, uh, you remember, friends, that when I first came to you, to let you know, uh, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches or the latest philosophy. So Paul wasn't really trying to, you know, uh, be this great orator. And matter of fact, Paul really wasn't this really awesome orator. He was an awesome writer. But uh, really, he moved in the power of the Spirit. And I'm going to say this to you, that God is with us and he wants us operating, not just by speaking words of faith, but operating in the power of of our words. Do you believe that today? And so he says here, I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First, Jesus, who he is, then Jesus and what he did, and Jesus crucified. Amen. And so, so basically, we're talking about Jesus, and I think a lot of times we have a preconceived idea of what Jesus is by the movies and the portraits and the paintings. But hopefully, in this series, you'll get a greater revelation. Of who Jesus is, and you will, and and that greater revelation will bring more faith into your equation. Because the greatest thing that we possess besides our salvation is faith. Amen. Do you believe that today? And so, so Jesus is awesome. In the first week, uh, we talked about that Jesus is our best friend, and we talked about how Jesus. You know, before he entered into his public ministry for three years, he lived a life down here for 30 years and uh, he lived a normal, regular life. Amen. He, he was just a normal, average, everyday person. Amen. And he struggled with the same struggles that we struggle with today. Amen. So, so, so Jesus can relate to our weaknesses. Do you believe that today? And, and it talks about in Hebrews how he was made just like us in Hebrews 2, 17, 18. He was made just like us so that he could be uh, our high priest. Amen. He, he suffered and he was tempted. Amen. So he so Jesus became like us. He laid down his glory. Why? So that we can become like him. Amen. Can I say that again? I know that sometimes I repeat what I say, but you need to get it on the inside of you. God wants to raise us up on a higher level. And the devil always is trying to bring us down in a lower level. I like what Peter said. Peter said in 2 Peter 1, 4, it says here, which, um, uh, which he has been given to us exceedingly great precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature Having, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I'm going to say this to you today. You have a divine nature. Amen. Amen. Say, I believe that. You got God on the inside of you and the greater one abides in you. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation of that, that the greater one abides in us. And so, so Jesus became a man so that, so that he could walk this life and be like us, but he was resurrected so we can be like him. You know, in John, it says that when we see him, 1 John 3, 2 says, when we see Jesus face to face, we will be just like him. Ooh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? What is the enemy trying to do? The enemy is trying to get us to look at all our flaws, trying to get us to look at all our shortcomings, trying to get us to look at that. No, no, no. Look at who you are in Christ. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? We need to get a revelation of who we are in Christ. Last week, we talked about that Jesus is the miracle worker. How many people could, could stand to, uh, to, to have a miracle in their life? Amen. How many people could stand to have their house paid off? Amen. 
Maybe you already have it done, but (laughs) how many people can stand to have that disease that's been attacking your body wiped out in a millisecond? Jesus can do it. Amen. Listen, Jesus is not the, 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 the God of I was and he's not a God of I will be. He's the God of I am. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you know what? Miracles have not passed away with the apostles. Some people teach that. Some churches believe that Jesus, that, that, the, that, that, that the miracle drug is aspirin. No, it's Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Aspirin can help you out every once in a while. You know, I like my cherry Coke and my aspirin every once in a while to add with my faith. Glory to God. But I'm telling you, Jesus is that his name is above every name. And it's above every disease. It's above every weakness. You got to get Jesus in your equation. Amen. So we got to get a revelation of that. So today I want to talk to you about about Jesus uh, being our shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. We got to get a revelation of that, that Jesus wants to take care of us. We got to get a revelation. So in John 10, 10, let's look at that. We're going to look at John 10, 10 and through 11. And, and it, 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 this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And of course, I have a lot of favorites. And, and I love this. It, it, this is Jesus. He's saying it's the thief that does not come except to steal, kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And then, you know, so, so, so we see here, that's the dividing line of the Bible, that the devil, all he does is bring bad into our life. And Jesus, all he does is bring good into our life. And Jesus wants us walking no matter what it looks like. I'm going to say this, no matter what the circumstances are saying to you, you still can live above the circumstances. You don't have to allow it to affect your attitude. In other words, we need to get a revelation that, 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 that God is bigger than those things that we're dealing with. And those things that we're dealing with that may be hindering us are temporary. What am I saying to you today? They're subject to change. Your body's subject to change. Your relationships are subject to change for the better. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Your financial situation is subject to change. Abundance. That's what Jesus wants us walking in. Abundance. He wants us walking in the abundant life. And what I think the abundant life is, is not just having more stuff. Can I talk to you this morning? Because sometimes we think if we have more stuff, oh, great. No, you just got more stuff to take care of. Sometimes more stuff may not be what you need. What you need is how many people might need some more peace in here today? How many people might need some more joy in here today? I don't know about you, but I want more peace. I want that's the kingdom benefits. And when you get in, in, in the presence of the almighty God, when you get in the presence of Jesus, he's going to bring you some peace. And he's going to bring you some joy. And if you walk in that, glory to God, you don't need the stuff. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Because a lot of us think if we just have more stuff. I'm telling you, we got so many toys in our house. And I just, I just, I just discovered, I just discovered offer up. And, you know, you can just offer stuff up. We, man... My gosh, God has always given us witty ideas. Can I just, you know, we, Yen and I, were, we went by a house and we saw this vanity. And, all I, and somebody was telling me, you can offer up stuff on OfferUp. And um, I saw the vanity. All I thought was, I could offer that up on OfferUp. And so I said, Yen, help me out. So we took, and, and it was on the side. It looked, it looked like they were giving it away. And I was making sure. I said, it was out by the road. And I said, is somebody giving this away? And, and a lady that was walking by said, yeah, they had a sign on that for three days trying to give it away. And I said, OK, well, I guess we'll take it. So we took it. We took a picture of it and we ended up selling it for forty dollars in six days. Offer up. Man, I could just I could just be a poster boy for offer up. 
Amen? So what am I saying? I'm saying that God is so good. He wants us walking in the abundant life. He wants us to have, you know, I, I see treasure in trash. In other words, sometimes the devil, yeah. So, yeah, I, can, I give, can I give a shout out to Bill? I was, we were having a breakfast, a men's breakfast, and he was telling me about offer up. And I thought, you know what, that's a good, you know, you can learn stuff at, at the breakfast. I found out there's a place that you can go online and get free streaming TV. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Just by fellowshipping. Well, let's just continue on. Amen. But, but I'll tell you, God is so good. He wants us walking the abundant life. And Jesus wants to be our shepherd. Amen. And, and I love that it says here in verse 11, it says, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I love that. I am the good shepherd that gives his life for the sheep. Amen. So Jesus is the good shepherd. He's not the bad shepherd. And, you know, it's interesting that a, a, another word for shepherd is pastor. So, 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 so that's really interesting. So it, 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 in the New Testament, a shepherd is a pastor. And you need to make Jesus, of course, I'm your pastor. I'm, I'm considered the under shepherd, but Jesus is considered the chief shepherd. So make Jesus your pastor. He wants to guide you and lead you into all truth. And, 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 and we think about the church and, and, and as, it, as it relates to Jesus. And uh, the, there, there's different metaphors of the church. And, and one metaphor is that, that the church is considered to be a family. We're not just an institution. That sounds kind of dead. We're, 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 not, we're, we're, we're not just a, a, a body that, that's that's uh, a corporation. No, no, we're a family. I love that. When you get saved, you are brought into the family of God. I mean, I was just thinking about that, that when I got saved that night, on a Sunday night, I went to church, and uh, I didn't know why I was going to church. I just felt led just to go to church. And I came at the end of the service, and, I, and the Holy Spirit prompted me, Raised my hand up because I didn't know why I was, you know, they said, if you want to receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit raised it up because it just went up automatically. I had a lot of people praying for me. And uh, and so and so I got saved. And I remember when I, I got water baptized. And I came out of that water. I felt the love of God over me. And I and it was over above the balcony looking down at the people. And they were watching people. They were watching us get water baptized. Some of them were. Some of them weren't. And they were hugging each other and they were loving on each other. And, and the revelation I got was at first that God loves me and he accepts me. I want to say this to you today. God loves you. And he accepts you. You're accepted in God. No matter how, no matter what weaknesses you're going through, God loves you and he accepts you and you are in the family. And I got the revelation that I was in a new family. Glory to God. That's a great revelation because some of you came out of some hard families. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But you are in a new family. Family. Amen. Another metaphor for the church is that we are a fellowship. And what is a fellowship? That's two fellows in a ship. No, no, that's uh, fellowship. Fellowship is that means that we're walking in unity with one another. That we're in unity and harmony with one another. And that's powerful. The enemy's always trying to bring division in a relationship. But, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. And then another, uh, 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 another way of, uh, of looking at uh, us is that we are the body of Christ. We are part of the body. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that the body, every part of your body has a function. And I'm telling you, every part is important. You may not think that your baby toe is important until you heard it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Some of you might be the baby toe in the body of Christ, but it's important. Glory to God. And when you hurt your toe, you know it's important. And I'm going to say this, that you are important 
in the body of Christ. And that's the reason why we have, you know, these classes, because we want you to get into a place where you know where you fit into the body so that that you can walk out that perfect place that God wants you to walk out in the body. Do you believe that today? And so today I want to focus to you that we are the flock. Amen. We are a flock. Amen. Uh, of God. And, and, and so he, we, we are sheep. Somebody say I'm a sheep. Somebody say, I'm a sheep. No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm a sheep, glory to God. And, uh, and, and, and I, I'm a pastor, glory to God. And so, and so here, and, but I'm still a sheep too, amen? And in Psalms 100, verse 3, it says this, uh, Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his Pastor, glory to God. So, so, I, so that's 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 wonderful. So, so we we need to understand this that 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 we are the sheep of God's pastor. We got to get a revelation. Jesus is not just our shepherd; he's our pastor. We need to, we need to understand that Jesus wants to nurture us and bless us, and, and he wants to lead us into greener pastures. Amen. I, I like what it says in First Peter. Five, two, and four. This kind of marriage, marriages. Oh, this kind of brings together. Let me put it that way. Uh, the, the natural pastor in me and Jesus being the chief pastor. It says here in First Peter five, two, and four. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. And this is Peter talking to pastors. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not out of compulsion, but willingly. Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Amen. So we see this, that 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 Jesus is the chief shepherd and that I'm the under shepherd. And thank God that, you know, that as I'm called to pastor, that someday I will get the crown that does not fade away. Amen. And so we need to look at this and, and I want to focus on Psalms 23. This is one of my favorite Psalms. Uh, in the book of Psalms, and this is uh, a, a wonderful psalm. Any, does anybody ever read Psalms 23? You hear it sometimes in funerals. And, uh, but I'm telling you, when I'm, when I'm going through a struggle, or when I'm going through stress, or when I, does anybody ever deal with any stress in the house today? And I'm telling you, I need some word to build me up. I need something to strengthen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Let's go to Psalms 23 and uh, let's put that up. Glory to God. And I want everybody to read this out loud. Oh, man, I'm, I got you. Man, I got you preaching today. I want you to read this out loud because, you know, it's something good. It's good to speak the word out of your mouth. Can I say that again? There's something about confessing God's promises out of our mouth. See, listen, let me give you a clue today. When the enemy starts bombarding your mind with negativity, anybody know what I'm talking about here? When the enemy bombards your mind with negative thoughts, you can arrest those negative thoughts by speaking a positive word out of your mouth. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, if the enemy says that you're not going to make it, he's a liar. You're going to make it big. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Whatever the enemy's saying, he already knows you're on track to make it big. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? When the enemy tries to come against you, you speak, you know, you speak what God says that you are. Let's look at, let's look at Psalms 23. And let's just say this together, and I'm going to read it back here, amen? Uh, Let's do it now. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down, green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. 
He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me, presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Let's try that one more time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that wasn't too on sync, but I think we did good. Amen. You did good. Pat yourself on the back. You did good. So, so we're going to talk about some key elements of the shepherd this morning. And, 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 and really what, what Jesus as our shepherd um, what it means to us. Amen. Uh, the first part is the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Amen. And I, and sometimes I think we deal with fears because we, we, we feel like we, we were missing some things in our life. You know what I'm talking about? And when the enemy is trying to put pressure on us that we don't have all that we were believing God for, uh, what we need to do is we need to start standing on the scripture that the Lord is our shepherd. I would even say it myself out loud. I would say, Lord, you're my shepherd and I shall not lack for any good thing. Let's look at that scripture uh, in Psalms 34.10. It says here, the young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Think about that. When I read that, I think about, he says, the young lions, he says, the young lions lack and suffer hunger. And when I, I get the revelation that sometimes we can be likened to, and, and young lions are, are spry, they're strong, you know, they're not old lions, they're young lions, they, they have vitality. And sometimes we're trying to make this Christian life work in our own power. We're just trying to make our life work in our own, uh, in our own smarts. We, 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 we're, we're, we're trying to make it work. But, but it says here, but they that seek the Lord. Somebody say, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. And shall not lack any good thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, that, that really uh, seeking the Lord is connected to what Jesus talked about when he was talking about not having a love for money. And he said, you know, you can't serve, uh, you can't serve God and money uh, in uh, Matthew 6. And then he talks about that people are, are constantly, the world is constantly thinking about their needs. And he said what to wear and all that, what to, what to eat. And, 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 and we don't need to have that on our mind all the time. We don't need to have our needs on our mind all the time. And so he says here in Matthew 6, 31 to 33, it says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you, you need all these things. And then he says, But first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So I'm going to say this, that, that that's connected to the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord, amen, shall have no want of any good thing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? And so we need to get a revelation of that because I think the enemy is constantly trying to make us feel lack in our life. In Philippians 4.19, it says... And my God shall supply some of your needs. That's right, all your needs. So my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So as we seek God and we seek his righteousness... In other words, his way of doing things. And as we seek him by putting him first place. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Am I saying put God first place? Am I saying put God first place? I'm saying put God first in every area of your life. 
I'm telling you, I was, I was praying through some things, dealing with some issues, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and He said, keep your eyes on me. I'm telling you, I love a rhema word from God. And sometimes He'll give you a rhema word before you encounter the problem. In other words, He may give you a word three or four days before the problem comes. And, you know, and, and keep your eyes on me. And then all of a sudden you hit a problem. And you said, didn't the Lord just say three days ago, keep your eyes on me? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Why? Because he wants to shepherd you. He wants to reveal some truth to you. Amen. I, I'm telling you, God is a awesome God. He's always and I'm directing and leading us. Amen. And, and number two, the shepherd restores. Number one, the shepherd provides. And number two, the shepherd restores. Glory to God. Psalms 23, 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Glory to God. I love this. And it says that he makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. He restoreth your soul. Amen. And so and it's interesting the way David wrote that, that, that it says that, that God makes you. Lie down. Why? Because we always we're tr- always trying to do something. Amen. We're always trying to stay busy. We're always trying to get the list done. We're always trying. To, are you listening? Are any list people out here? Any people running Mach five with your hair on fire? Always trying to do something. Keep busy. Keep busy. Keep busy. But every once in a while, we need to wait upon the Lord. Yes, yes. Every once in a while, we need to wait in His presence. When your life is not going well, when things are going topsy-turvy, you need to spend some time in God's presence. You need, we need to spend some time. He, he wants us to spend some time, you know, in his presence. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. It even says that the young man will get tired. But they that wait upon the Lord. Amen. So Jesus, listen, Jesus restores us. And and, and that word restore, it means to bring back to where you missed it. Amen. It means to, to, to bring back to original state. So he wants to restore us. Amen. He wants to bring us back to original state. And what's the original state of man? Listen, Adam and Eve fell. And when he, they fell, shame came in to, to the equation of the human race. A grief came in. Sorrow came in. And we're not, as Christians, we're not supposed to be, uh, I know we're going to have grief every once in a while, but we don't need to be living in it. I know there were, there's going to be some days where we're going to have some sorrow, but we can't stay in that. No, we got to keep our eyes, keep your eyes on the Lord. I like what it says in John 14, 27. Jesus says this to his disciples because he's going to the cross. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Amen. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So listen, when we're dealing with with issues in our life, the enemy wants that fear to come in. And listen, fear, uh, doubt and unbelief is like a hole in our faith boat. We can't allow doubt and unbelief to cloud our life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And when I when sometimes when I'm dealing with fears and when I'm dealing with doubts, amen, I'll go to the scriptures, glory to God. I go to Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And it says in, in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. Listen, listen, you're not supposed to, listen, can I talk to you today? Man, let me get back up here. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you're dealing with stuff, you know, one of the things you realize that you're out of peace if you've got some anxiety about what you're dealing with. 
In other words, you're getting anxious. If you're getting anxious about things in your life, anxious about issues in your life, if you got, if you're anxious, that means you're not casting your cares on the Lord. That means, you know, anxiety is trying to come into your equation. Have no anxiety about anything. Pray about everything. Are you, are you here? Give thanks to God and the peace of God that, that transcends all comprehension will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. In other words, pray about everything and fear nothing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Pray about everything. That's where you get God involved. In other words, trust God. What, Pastor? You mean you're asking me to trust God? Yes. It's on our money. In God we trust. And do you know that our money and our currency, you know, the world takes our currency and, and they trans, they, a lot of these other nations, they say U.S. dollars. And we're probably one of the very few nations, I don't, know if there's, I don't even know if there's any other nation in the world that has in God we trust on their money. Man, that's something to think about. We, I believe we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. The greatest country. Do you believe that? The greatest country in the world. Amen. So listen, we, we, we need to get, get, get an understanding that God is with us. I, I like what it says in 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting some of your care. Thank you. Casting all of your care. All, this is um, the amplified. All your anxieties. All your worries. All your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully, watchfully. So he cares about. In other words, listen, Jesus cares about you today. Jesus cares about the pain that you're dealing with today. Jesus cares about the issues that we're going with. Jesus cares about us. Amen. I was re- I was meditating on that. And, and I would say, I'm casting my cares on you for you cares for me. And it was such an awesome revelation. God cares for me. In other words, God's working things out. I'm, I may be preaching to you, but I'm preaching back to me. I'm, may, I'm preaching myself happy this morning. Amen. So, so listen, don't don't worry. Just put your trust in God. God restores. Amen. He brings us back into that place that we originally supposed to be in, glory to God. A play, uh, listen, you, listen, some of you have lost your joy. Some of you have lost your peace in here. And you need to get back to some joy. You need to get back to some peace. You need to get back into his presence. And you need to start worshiping him until you start sensing the presence of God on your life. You need to go out and witness, amen. And then the, the, the joy of the Lord will come on your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? I got I, my fix is witnessing. I'll tell you, if I can witness and lead somebody to the Lord or, or talk to somebody about God, man, I'm like, ooh, glory to God. That's my fix. And when I'm not doing that and I'm not and I'm not glorifying God or pointing people to God and I'm just so focused on myself and my own situation and my own issues, then then all the peace and the joy just runs right out of me. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Amen. So, so the Lord, amen, he restores our soul. Uh, number three, the shepherd leads. The shepherd leads, amen. You know, the, the devil wants to put pressure on us and he wants to try to pressure us into doing things. That's how the devil works. He pressures us. I, you know, it's funny, I was... Um, I normally wash the, my car on Saturdays, and uh, that's, you know, I have a routine every Saturday. I, 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 well, I don't wash it by hand, okay? But uh, I bring it through the car wash. I guess that's washing your car. And, uh, and I, I bring it through the car wash because I, I have a, a deal with the car wash. I pay 12 bucks a month, and I can wash my car every day if I want. Amen? Free. You know, but not really. It costs 12 bucks. So every Saturday, I, I'm a good steward of that money, and I got to take my car in the car wash and run it through the car wash. And normally I have Christina come, and normally I ask her, do you want to come with me to, uh, to wash my cars? I normally vacuum it out. And I say, if you come with me, I'll give you a donut. 
And I normally, you know, and that's how I've always approached her. And normally, probably about 90% of the time, she would think about it. She'd be on the computer playing on the computer. She would say, ah, well, I'm kind of having fun right now. I don't know. Should I, you know? And she'd always say, okay, Daddy, I'll come with you. And, uh, and then so yesterday I approached her and I said, uh, get up. Come on. We're going to the car wash and you get a donut. And she just looked at me like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, why are you approaching me like that? And I just, you know, I, I guess I was being a little controlling. And instead of giving her, nobody likes to be pressured or controlled. Amen. The devil wants to pray. And I said, man, I, I, I hit that wrong. I, I said, well, it didn't work. <laughs> I just thought she would come with me, right? Even kids don't want to be pressured. I guess I should have, you know, made it a little bit more appealing. She said, daddy, uh, she, she just started stuttering. Uh, I don't think so. So what am I saying to you today? You can't pressure people. You can't put pressure. You can. They may do something under pressure, but, you know, it's not going to last. In other words, people need to be willing. Amen. Amen. And, and, and God doesn't pressure us. He leads us. He's, you know, he, he'll give you an opportunity. God gives us opportunities. Do you want to sow? Do you want to give tithes and offerings? If you do, I'll open the windows of heaven. But you don't have to have that blessing. <laughs> he, he gives us a promise. And so we can step into that promise. We can tithe, give offerings. And then the windows of heaven. Glory to God. Like me making that $40 on that vanity. The windows of heaven. By the way, we, we tithe on everything that we get. I said to Yen, I said, Yen, how much is that tithe? She said, $4. I said, give God an extra dollar. Oh, you listen to that. Give him an offering on top of that tithe. She said, you sure you want to do that, honey? Yes. Give an extra dollar on that. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That Bible says tithes and offerings to open the windows. Not just tithes belong to God. Offerings is our free will offerings that we give over and above. Amen. Glory to God. And then God will open the windows of heaven and turn trash into treasure. So the shepherd leads. Amen. And so, so we need to understand this as he leads, we need to submit to his leading. We need to, We need to submit to his will. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And you know, sometimes, you know, there are paths that the Holy Spirit will lead us into. It's sometimes it's bumpy roads. And sometimes the path that the devil wants us to go on seems easier, but at the end, it's harder. Sometimes what we tend to do is when God is leading us into something that's a little challenging in our faith, sometimes we say, I don't know if we want to go down that road. But and then sometimes we want to just take the easy path. But the easy path is not always the righteous path. The easy path could be the primrose path of destruction. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? The easy path is not always. In other words, it's the narrow way that leads to life. When Jesus was in that garden of Gethsemane and, and he was there and, and there were some crossroads there and, and he was praying, God, I know all things are possible. And, and he was praying that he could not you know, drink the cup, the cup of suffering. He didn't want to drink that cup. And he was saying, could there be another path? But God said, no, you're going to have to go the hard path. But at the end of the hard path, there is great reward. I'm going to say this. Some of us might be going through some issues. And sometimes we just got to get into the word and, and start walking in God's word and allow his word and his truth to Maybe we're going to have to go through a rocky road or a path, but God at the end of it will be great blessing. Are you listening to me? And so Jesus had to go through that road. But you know what? His name is name above all other names. He was exalted to the highest position in heaven. Glory to God. All the angels are bowing to him. Every knee shall bow, tongue confess. Jesus is Lord. He was highly exalted because he, by, by, by his uh, obedience, took the path that was not easy, but received the blessing. Or listen to what I'm saying to you today. So we got to get a revelation of that this morning that the shepherd leads. I like what it says in John 10, 3 and 5. It says to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Thank God that we heard 
the, the voice of the shepherd and came out of the world. Thank God we're not in the world today. Thank God we, we, have, we have a revelation of God. And he called us out of the world into his kingdom. And it says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. They will not uh, by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. So, so listen, how, how do we how do we get um, sensitive to Jesus's voice? How do we get sensitive to the, the voice of uh, of the Lord? We get sensitive by spending time with him. You got to spend time with the Lord and you get sensitive. The, the more time you spend with him, the more you're going to be able to 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 uh, to to uh, understand and get a comprehension of his voice over the devil's voice. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And he wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. How does he do that? Listen, if, if, if it's not quite, it's not right. Just go ahead and tweet that. If it's not quite, in, in other words, if, if you're trying to make a decision on something and it just, there, there's, there's not really, it, there's no real peace. There, there's not a green light in the spirit Then you need to just back off. You need okay. Why? You know, you just need to back off. In other words, you, you need to be led. You know, God leads us through a peace factor. And if for some reason it's not quite, it may not be right. Now, I'm not talking about tithing and giving offerings. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's the word of God. I don't know if I feel good about that because I got pressure. Of no, no, that, no, you obey the word of God, you know, regardless of how you feel about that. Amen. But, but what I'm talking about, if there's there's directions in our life to go, you got to be lead. You got to be led by the spirit of God. You know, Paul, what you know, I, I'm going to say this, that you, you want to move in a positive direction. And 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 Paul, when God was leading him to to evangelize some cities, he started moving towards a city and the spirit of the Lord as he moved towards the city, the spirit of the Lord said, don't go there. But he was going to the city, but 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 and he was intent on going. But the spirit of the Lord directed him and he, he started trying to go to another city and the Lord said, don't go there. But, but, but doesn't the Bible say, uh, you know, go out to all the world and preach the gospel? Why? Why would, why would the spirit forbid him from going to the city? Because some people aren't ready for the word. You just can't preach to everybody. Some people you can preach to and it's like throwing, casting your pearls before swine. They'll just wrench you. In, in other words, they, you're wasting your time. Amen. So, so you got to be led by the Spirit of God when to minister to people, when to talk to people, when to invite people to church. And when you do that, glory to God, God will move. He leads us through a peace factor. Number four, the shepherd supports us, glory to God. He supports us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Glory to God. So, so listen, the, the shepherd's rod and staff is not designed for me to beat you over the head to, into submission. No, the rod and the staff, glory to God, is designed uh, to, to, to beat the enemy over the head. Amen. And to keep, keep you divinely protected. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so the shepherd, so, so listen, God will, listen, when you mess up and and we all mess up. God's not going to beat you over the head when you come to him. Amen. In other words, he's going to come and his grace will come into your life. Listen, when you're encountering problems, that's when you've got to come in to the throne room boldly or confidently and, and obtain mercy to, for help in time of need. And so, so listen, God knows our issues. And so we don't want to cover up our issues. We want to reveal our issues to God. And then God will, 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 will give us wisdom and, and revelation and bring us into a place out of our issues. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I like what it says in 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 18 um, pertaining to this. It says, at, any, at, at my first defense, this is Paul, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. 
See, Paul dealt with a lot of issues. If you ever read the writings and you read the New Testament, you'll find out that, that Paul, it wasn't always uh, cherry blossoms in his life. Amen? There was issues that he encountered doing the will of God. And I'm going to say this. Anytime we walk and start walking with God and we start trying to do the right things and we're trying to be a blessing to people, there's still going to be issues that we're going to encounter. Why? Because we don't live in a perfect world. We live in a world where there's, there, there's a crazy devil out here trying to deceive people, trying to get people to do the wrong things. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? The enemy is, is the God of this world system. And we got to get a revelation that it's not going to be perfect. So Paul is saying this, all, you know, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me, strengthening me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I made also I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. The Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me from his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. I love that. So, so Paul is saying to me, saying to us in this passage, even though when we feel like we've been forsook, even though we feel like that people have done us wrong, even though that things aren't really working out, God was with him in his time of trouble and God be with you in your time of trouble. Listen, there's going to be times where we're going to be hurt, where pain, where people are not going to act right at times. And we're going to be hurt and we're going to be in pain. And I'm telling you, Jesus, our shepherd, our pastor will be with us in those times. Why? Because Jesus experienced the same pains that we've experienced. Are you listening to, to what I'm saying to you today? And he said that, and Paul says that God will deliver us out of the mouth of the lions. In other words, there might be people might not be speaking right about you, but I'm telling you, God will change those people. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And the shepherd defends glory to God. The shepherd defends glory to God. And, and I like what it says in Isaiah 54, verse 17, his rod and staff come for me. He defends no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. For this is a heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. Listen, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But God, but, but pastor, it feels like some weapons are prospering. Listen, they can't prosper against you because what God has blessed, no curse can come upon you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? But pastor, I've been dealing with some curse lately. No, you're coming out of curse. You're coming into the blessings of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm telling you, the shepherd defends us. I love what it says in Romans 12, 19, 21. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay back, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so listen, he, he wants to defend us. How does he want to do that? By preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. In other words, when the, when the enemy is trying to bring you down, you keep standing up. When you've done all, stand and keep standing. And he provides a table, a blessing for you in the presence of your enemies. In other words, listen, I'm telling you, the great tribulation, the seven year tribulation is coming to this earth. The wrath of the lamb, the wrath of the God of God will be on this earth for seven years. It's going to be crazy. But guess where we're going to be at? We're going to be up in heaven. We're going to be, there's going to be a banquet table up in heaven. We're going to be sitting in heaven, glory to God, eating for seven years. We're going to be fellowshipping for seven years while all pandemonium is happening down here on the earth. And then we're going to come back and retake and reclaim the earth for the kingdom of God with Jesus. Do you believe that today? In other words, listen, we're not going through the tribulation. I'm telling you, we're, we're going to be taken up. 
Glory, I'm not going to stay around here and let the devil beat my head in. I'm going to go up on the, on the first run. Amen. Anybody coming up with me? I'll tell you, how do you stay pure? You keep your eyes on Jesus, believing that he can rapture you any moment. That's the Bible says how we stay pure in Christ. Amen. And then the, the final, uh, the shepherd blesses. I'm telling you, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So he blesses us in Hebrews 13, 20, 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and Ever. Amen. Glory to God. So we see this, that, that, that God is working those things out. Listen, you may feel like you're far from where you need to be in God, but God, is. it's a process. We're moving towards the place. The Bible says we will go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. We're, we're saved, but we're becoming, you know, we're, we are saved, amen, from the wrath of God, but we are being saved. In other words, we are getting into a closer relationship with God and we're becoming more like Jesus. So I'm going to say this. You may not be where you're at, but keep pressing in and allow Jesus to guide you and lead you into all truth. Amen. So so what, what's the final word? And I'm closing on this. Make Jesus your chief shepherd. Allow him to be your chief shepherd and allow him to lead you and guide you. In other words, before you make any major decision, run it by Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Did you receive it this morning? Let us bow our heads. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness this morning. I thank you, Father God, for these precious people. And I thank you that you are leading us and guiding us. And we're allowing you to lead us and guide us. And Father, I thank you, Father, for those that are watching online. And maybe, maybe you're in the audience this morning or watching online. And you, you've never made Jesus your shepherd. You, you, you're, you, you, he's partially your shepherd. You, you, just, you, you, you allow him just to guide you in some areas, but he wants to guide you in all areas. Maybe you've never made him your Lord. And that's going to be the first key for him to be your shepherd. Amen. And so if, if you've never made a declaration of your faith, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, 10, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and call upon Jesus, you shall be saved. So just pray this prayer after me. If you're ready to move in that place and put Jesus uh, as the Lord on the throne of your heart, say it like this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.